0: welcome everybody got another episode of junior resource investing here as always i'm matthew just a disclaimer right this is not financial advice entertainment purposes only uh you know you have to make your own decisions for your own investing Uh, please check youtube notes for full disclaimer I'm excited though. Today, this is a little bit of a different swing for me, but we have with us here today, Chad Clovis, who is founder and CEO of CarbonX. CarbonX is a carbon credit company that has invested in a portfolio of carbon reduction projects from around the world. But CarbonX has two parts to it. It combines the traditional carbon credit business model with a social media focused personal carbon credit subscription model for people to lower their own carbon footprint. Chad, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you? Very good.
1: Thank you for having me, Matt.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Like I say, this is a little different than what I'm used to, and I'm I'm interested to hear your story. Why don't you just lead us through your elevator pitch? Right, if you're if you're pitching CarbonX X to somebody for the first time, how do you how do you lead off?
1: So the way we always go with this is saying that CarbonX X is a little different from the rest. Uh, we're a carbon marketing company, but we're a carbon marketing pump company that gives people a voice. Uh, we do some traditional industrial marketing, industry marketing to industry. But our biggest thing is kind of creating a world worth fighting for, giving people a voice. Uh, we built a technologically advanced app that allows us to go out, have retail people come on, feel good about what they're doing, support projects, and offset a portion of their lifestyle, which is pretty groundbreaking. And if you get a bunch of people together, small changes make big change. Hmm. And that's kind of how we set it up. So why don't we? You know, I'm
0: always curious. You know, you this is just for everybody's sake here. You're, you have not yet. Well, you are you're on the OTC right now. We'll get to that. But you know, you're kind of almost on the just on the stake start on the on the precipice of IPOing here. So you know, your your own personal history is is pretty relevant, right? Do you want to just walk us through your own history as an entrepreneur and other businesses you've been a part of or other successes you've
1: had? Yeah, for sure. So biggest company we were part of was Lone Star West. Uh, I was a Canadian HydroVac company. Uh, I came on when their stock was about 25 cents a share, worked with them for a couple of years, took a senior position with them, went from 25 cents a share to 411 a share, Uh, went from nine to 97 trucks. Uh, During that time, there was multiple M&A deals, uh, North America bound. So we did M&A deals in California, uh, Midland, Texas, Oklahoma, opened offices in Toronto and Winnipeg and Fort McMurray. Uh, it was a really, really good time. It was a really fun time, and we learned a lot about how to uh, operate within a certain budget and a certain realm of restriction. Uh, I was TSXV certified. We were listed and uh, sure learned a lot. It was our first foray into public company marketing, so it was, uh, it was interesting. Had a lot of fun, though. Met a lot of good people. Uh, learned how to develop a company from zero up. Uh, after that company, we did a small trucking company called CCV. Started it in northern B.C., uh, operated it for about two and a half, three years, got bought out by Petrogas Energy Corp out of Calgary. Uh, they were part of a joint venture, AltaGas, Petrogas, and Indomitsu had. Uh, they bought our trucking company out. We revamped the company from being called CCB to Petrogas Logistics Corp, molded into that company, uh, went from 28 units up over 60 in the first year. All production hauling expanded from three clients to 26 clients. I uh, had a real successful run, and then I got to do a bunch of uh, northern BD operational work, getting to work with marketers, uh, production marketers, commodity marketers, all down in Calgary. And it really uh, developed my skill set to be able to look at carbon credits like a commodity. That's when I started getting very interested in carbon credits was when I was watching people trade propane and uh, nat gas. I figured out that carbon credits are a commodity just like that. They will be traded the same way one day. So I tried to do it for the trucking company. We tried to offset our trucking company and it was so cumbersome. We just couldn't make it work. So that's when I kind of took a step back, took my hold co and said, okay, let's figure out how to do this. So we spent about 18 months, uh, figuring out the parameters, how to do it correctly, becoming certified with various bodies. And, and yeah, that's how we planned Carbon X all out. Mm-hmm a lot so, of fun yeah oh it's, a, it's an
0: interesting idea and i think you're you're absolutely steering towards the future right which is so critical for any successful company
1: who uh, who else is on your team who joins you here with carbon right now uh best part about us uh i got marita L with us she's our vp She's got an mba from purdue and uh international business degree from Reutling, germany uh i do a lot of things i can execute i can operate i can come up with ideas and I need someone who can do the finance side and show me how to do things correctly on the marketing side in business, uh, dealing with financiers. And uh, she rounds me out completely. So Marita's on our team, uh, very valuable member. And then Alex Henderson is our new CFO. Uh, Alex is from KPMG, very well-rounded, very well-respected CPA. We got so lucky being able to bring Alex onto our team. Uh, He's got a lot of investment banking experience in raising and a lot of uh, startup to big companies. And it's it's going to round us out a lot. And besides that, we do a lot of uh, kind of long-term agreements with subcontracting companies, Vogue app developers. They built technology for us to be able to, well, they built the app. So helping us build the app from my MVP and idea uh, all the way through to helping us build a data board, a CRM system, a dashboard. Uh, language and payment system processing. So using VOG has allowed us to be a little bit tighter and a little bit faster, more nimble. Uh, they've been a big part of it. And the next company that we've had a bunch of team members with is OneFluent. Uh, they're an influencer marketing company. Matt August uh, is part of the company. Great guy. They're going to help us a ton with the influencer marketing.
0: And so I want to talk more about, yeah, this, this two-prong approach that you have but maybe just let's just kind of get some housekeeping out of the way first. So right now you are on OTC. Could you just describe for us plans? Yeah. You know what's what's your plans to make you maybe you know CarbonX more accessible
1: to investors? Yeah. So the best thing we did is we did an RTO of a company in the states called Coco Love. Uh, we did a reverse merger to become OTC listed. It's a pink listed company. Uh, we wanted to do that so we could be reporting, which gives us a faster path to IPO in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, research capital, they've came on as our institutional bank for our IPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garfinkel Biederman is our lawyer. Uh, the paperwork is in place. Prospectus is being written right now. Uh, we're estimating we should be public on the TSX Q2, and we also should be Frankfurt listed as a secondary by Q2. Uh, Q3, our goal is to get o- OTC QX upgrade. And then we'll have all three running together. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah,
0: it really is still the ground floor here for you guys. So, again, just just housekeeping stuff, just to help people understand who you are, what you've got. I mean, so can you just run through right now what your share structure is? And, you know, who, who owns what, I guess, if you don't mind, in terms of yourself or insiders or institutions?
1: Yep, for sure. So fully diluted, we're 69 million shares. Uh, there's 4.5 million warrants out. Uh, the first round of investments that we went out for – uh, we're last year in April, we went out to raise a million dollars at 25 cents with a 75 cent warrant. We raised 1.2 million very, very, very quickly. So we had to actually cut off because we were oversubscribed. Uh, we've got 18 million shares myself. Marita has 2 million shares. So there's 20 million insiders. Uh, we've got 16 million high net worth individuals. And then we've got about 10 million in other uh, other insiders. So total in probably 60 yeah sixty nine million eight hundred shares and that's how the breakup works out so it's a good mix with uh, insiders and outsiders mm-hmm. tightly held float
0: yeah i like that high insider yeah. count that's always nice to see so why don't we talk about it here right so obviously i'm going to guess that a lot of people are you know familiar with the traditional carbon credit model right uh you know so i don't think we need to you know spend too much time doing that but i mean why don't you just discuss i mean what does it, like what is the value of a carbon credit right now? like what what's the dollar value for that? And then maybe discuss, I mean obviously this is something that we're all aware is going to rise dramatically over the coming you know decade right? Maybe yeah, so discuss the value of a carbon credit now and then you know expectations for the next you know two, five,
1: ten years. Yeah, I can do that. So carbon credits right now are very vastly uh, vast in, in range of pricing. It comes down to country of origin, vintage and style of uh, projects. So if you have a uh, African stove project, they sell extremely well in Europe but not as well in North America. So those projects in Europe can be six, seven dollars an offset. Uh, North America, they can be as low as two dollars. But when you flip the switch and you go uh, run- a river hydro projects in North America will be five six, seven dollars, run- a river hydro projects in Europe I can buy for two dollars. So it totally depends. Uh all US dollars, everything's kind of calculated on US. Uh the UN credits are calculated in a euro. When it comes to going up, I think by twenty twenty four, we're really gonna see the push upwards. Twenty twenty three, I think, is gonna run a uh, ten to eleven percent increase on cost on a carbon offset, but twenty twenty four and up is when the demand is really gonna start running. Uh the supply isn't there. That's just a fact. The supply isn't there to be able to offset everything that's been mandated. Hmm. Uh, Because of that, pricing should uh, go up anywhere between fifteen and twenty percent easily in twenty twenty four, and then more in twenty twenty five, and just continue on. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be. It'll be one of those hockey stick graphs, I'm sure. Right.
0: Yeah. So, what, you know, maybe this just for the sake of this conversation, and I know, of course, like you say, it's much more complicated than just one number, but do you have, a, you know, just a, a generic round number you can give us just for, you know, across all your different projects, what, what you know, rounded out what you're getting for a carbon credit?
1: Yeah. So, our, our projects, the way we're working them out is we're averaging about uh, 580 average sale on just an industrial marketing agreement. Uh, on a custom offset with a custom sales agreement, we're able to increase that uh, anywhere between 17 and $20 uh, a credit, just depending on how much management we do, if we're retiring at all, if we're doing the carbon calculations, uh, if we're using our own methodologies, that that sort of thing, we can really increase the cost. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Excellent. So why don't we, you know, let's, and I, I, I don't mind if this is going to take a little bit of time here, but, you know, you have a number of different projects around the world, which, you know, I think you, you kind of mentioned, you know, different area, regions of the world have different valuations for things. So obviously your diversification geographically is a nice touch, but, you know, do you, can you just kind of give us the blow by blow? I mean, just you know, one or two minute overview of, of the different projects you have, maybe focusing mostly on, you know, what, what, is, what is it? And then also the the carbon credit production, Um, and then maybe, well, let's just leave it there, right? Give us a brief overview and maybe initial carbon credit production.
1: Yeah, we can do that. Uh, SES is our major, major, big project. Uh, SES is Silviculture Systems. Uh, We bought an 80% stake in this project to help them grow. 20% was owned by the founders and we gave them some stock in our company. So they have a piece of us as well. Uh, SES plants trees, uh, they're a borrow nut tree, which is like a big Brazil nut. They have a big coconut husk around them instead of a traditional nut husk Uh, we plant borrow nuts the nuts are out into human consumption or used for cattle feed and a high protein cattle feed silage the husks we take we build a sustainable form of charcoal out of them Uh, we actually burn them down turn them into a biochar we can sell them as a marketable charcoal for heating and cooking or we can actually sell it as biochar for fertilizer uh, water filters, those type of things. And because it's 100% sustainable and each tree, when mature, produces about 3,000 kilograms hmm. of uh, bio-waste, we're generating our own charcoal supply off of the trees we plant. So when we plant 31 trees after a year, uh, three or four-year growing season, we end up with one carbon credit for every 31 trees planted. Uh, we end up with a ton of charcoal mass off every five trees. And it works out very, very well for us in the long run. That project there, uh, carbon credits were able to generate for about $2.06 a piece, uh, fully verified by a third party, registered through a a global registration. Carbon credits will be issuing uh, Q4 2023 on that one. We'll get a small allotment off our first plantings 2021-2022. The allotment will be about 17,000 offsets, not a huge amount. Uh, 2024, that project increases to charcoal and onto the next side, which were the tree planting side, we start to generate some tree planting credits. We should generate about four hundred and twenty thousand offsets next year. Twenty twenty-five is when it really starts to sing. We're about a million offsets a year, a million tons of, or a million uh, kg's of charcoal that we can sell, moving biochar and pyrolysis around. And that's that's how SES works. Uh, another one of our big projects is based in Alberta uh Plexus technology they take uh, flare gas that would have been burnt and flared by an oil gas or gas well a natural gas well when they take that gas they redirect it into a nat gas generator system they build power they catch the exhaust scrub it and run it through an EGR system an exhaust gas reburner to make it as efficient as possible so you go from 100% waste where it's being flared off and not used to a 96% efficient system mm. we still have emissions but we're eliminating 96% we're producing power into the grid that would have been a full waste and generating carbon offsets by capturing the methane and the NOx by bringing it out of the emission side. Uh, they are generating two and a half megawatts of power right now on a site south of Grand Prairie, Alberta, and they've just got a permit to expand to 10 megawatts. Once they expand to 10 megawatts, uh, we'll go from generating a 100,000 offsets a year to 500,000 offsets a year. And they got another permit in Alberta or in BC 2024 they'll bring another five megawatts online. So this year we should do about 65,000 offsets. Next year we'll do 506. And the year after that, we should do around 650, 660,000 offsets. Uh, they're a high quality offset though, because they're methane capture. Uh, methane capture offsets are selling fairly well. So we should be able to generate anywhere between nine and $10 an offset on those ones. And then there's Heimdall. So Heimdall is a, a company that, They're very interesting. They're very smart men. Uh, We did a 50-50 joint venture partnership on the next six plants they're building, offered financial support, carbon marketing if they need it, uh, free PR, free marketing to help them grow. Uh, They suck up ocean water, split it into its elemental particles. They sequester CO2 and acid back into a sediment using an electrolysis system. Uh, So they got a test plant in Hawaii running. They suck the water up, split it all out, Turn the CO2 and the acids into a sediment, which is, uh, it looks a lot like sand. It's a little bit more granular than sand. So they can actually return it back to the ocean or they've been using it in concrete as an aggregate substitute. Doesn't generate a ton of carbon offsets, but they have huge scalability. Uh, each plant can do 5,000 tons of CO2 a year, which isn't a lot. But when you think that each plant is about $750,000 to build, they're built in a 40 foot sea can. They're very easy to set up, they're very easy to run, and they're modular where you can tie them together. It turns it into a very scalable and a very smart model to be able to take these anywhere uh, you have the ocean, anywhere you have commercial water waste. uh, They can be hooked up into the industrial systems. It's a very, very smart company, and we're looking forward to doing these first six plants and then hopefully doing a lot more after that. And those are the three major projects that we have right now. And that's part of what brought,
0: brought catches my eye, brought my attention to you. You know, there is that diversification, right? You have something as simple and low tech as biochar, all the way to that cutting edge, that that Heimdall, right? And so you you do have that that diversification of region and also of technology, which I yeah, I think is kind of neat. So maybe a question here is just a follow up, you know, in you know, in terms of revenue crunching, right? So you you are you know, you're year two, you're a year or two away before you really start to get moving in an, in a really kind of meaningful way with your revenue, if I'm not incorrect. Could you just kind of based on your projections, you know, maybe, yeah, give us one, two, you know, a couple of year out, you know, what are your projections in terms of revenue? And then maybe if you don't mind, what's the OPEX that's going to re- that you require to get there that was that required by CarbonX to get there?
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we're just finishing our second round of uh, private placement raising right now. Uh, 50 cents a share US, uh, 3 million in, the, in North America, 3 million in Europe. Uh, we'll close both of those out by the end of March. Uh, with that operating budget, we've got our marketing paid for. Uh, SES is completely paid for. Uh, our app is paid for. Our app is already paid for and launched, uh, coming up in mid March. The biggest part of the revenue is going to be the app and the biochar. Um, this first year, we've got it on target to hit a hundred thousand subscribers, uh, little over a hundred thousand subscribers. With a hundred thousand subscribers, we generate about 6.6 million a year in revenue. Uh, of that revenue, 30% will go to paying for the carbon offsets immediately. 30% goes back into project development so that we can build more projects and more uh, development of offsets. Uh, 18% goes to operation. 22% goes straight through to profitability. Uh, it's a very good model for growth, and it allows us to generate our own carbon offsets, which keeps the cost down for subscribers. It allows us to invest in ourselves in bigger projects, and the people have a say in what project they we, we're going to invest in, and it's uh, it's it's a very good model. Our cash flow projections for this year, once the app is up and running, once we have five thousand six hundred and fifty four subscribers, we're cash flow positive and we're profitable. Hmm. Uh, estimates are we'll be cash flow positive by Q two, and we'll be profitable by Q three, and hopefully we'll hit it all. Uh, I think we will. The influencer marketing is a big side of it. We've got some great, great influencers coming on. Uh, our first round of investors were influencers or NHL players. They're going to help us with some of the marketing of the app. Rev models, I I see about 6.6 this year, 12.3, 12.8 next year in gross revenue. Nets this year, probably 3.3, 3.4 uh, EBITDA. Nets next year, we should do a little bit better. We should be around five and a half, six EBITDA. And then it'll just grow from there. And that's coming down to 100,000 subscribers this year, 200,000 subscribers by the end of next year. If we can take it where we think we can, uh, European expansion, all the rest of it, maybe we can double, triple. Uh, but we'll just have to see how that goes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, strong margins, which again is a, is a notch in your favor, right? So why don't we, right? You've mentioned a couple times. So yeah, you, you aren't just a carbon credit company, right? You, you have this social media and subscription service aspect to it that I think is what, you know, that's... Uh, my understanding is the carbon credit space is pretty crowded. And so you need to have something that sets yep. you apart from the competitors. And I think you're onto something here, right? This is something that just as, a, as an individual investor and even just as a citizen or a, you know, a private citizen, I think is an interesting idea. Can you just run through social media subscription service? Can you just tell like what's, what's going on there? Can you tell us about it?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we built an app that basically is uh, for the people. Um, we wanted to go away from industry as the focus and we wanted to get people involved because without people, we're not going to get there. Uh, we're not going to hit our climate goals unless we all get together. Hmm. Small things make big change as small actions make big change. Come as you are is kind of our, our uh, way of marketing. So with the app, when you download the app, uh, you can pick single, uh, partner or a family subscription. They each cost a different denomination and each one has a carbon allotment to them. So using a single as an, as an example. $17 a month, uh, it works out too. You can pay by the year to make it a little bit cheaper, $174 a year. Uh, you get nine carbon offsets that are high-quality VCU offsets, and you also get the option to pick a project you want to support. Uh, so if you're very passionate about planting trees, you can go on, pick SCS. You can be part of the tree planting Bolivian Indigenous uh, Charcoal Project. We hire all local Bolivians, uh, give them a good stable wage, a good income, uh, hire as many local people as we can. We have 15 planting down there right now with three Canadians. If you're passionate about cleaning the ocean, you pick Heimdall. And when you pick the project, you end up getting a badge that shows uh, what you supported, kind of gives you a little bit of a social media marketing badge that you can put out on your own side. So you pick tree planting, you get a badge that's tree planting, you put it out on your social media, show people you offset your lifestyle You pick tree planting because that's what you're passionate about, and then it goes from there. Uh, We do have a business side on our app. It's a small side, and it's kind of set up for businesses that want some PR, uh, don't really want to go through a carbon study, don't really want to break into that market. What they want or what they need is a uh, kind of carbon PR marketing plan uh, so they can come to us, pay per employee. Uh, with their employees' number that they have, we break it down. If they've got over a 1,000 employees, we drop our price. If they've got over 100 employees, we drop our price. It starts at 1749 a person per month. You get nine carbon offsets per employee per year. You get to plant nine trees in your company's name. Those carbon offsets come in your company's name. The trees are planted in your company's name, so you get an actual ESG offset as well as an actionable asset. Then we do a bunch of marketing and PR campaign with you to show you're making change, you're taking steps forward. Uh, it's sort of like the one percent program, but it's a little bit different because you get a tangible asset and you also get a uh, little bit of a tax incentive on there too. Hmm.
0: So what's the name of the app? You know, when people that are listening and want to look it up, what are they looking for?
1: Carbon X app.
0: Carbon X app. And so yeah. when is it when does it go live?
1: Uh it'll be out March 20th live, Google Play and Apple Store, and it's Carbon X with a K. K-A-R-B-O-N-X.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good detail to have, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. No, awesome. I, yeah, I think I think there you have a very interesting idea here. So you are you're in the process of rolling this out right now. You're you're striking North America and Europe. Uh can you just tell us it's a bit of a one-two punch? He you just run through that idea, the rollout?
1: Yeah, so North America first. Uh right now we're starting to convert our app over to European. Uh, Our European launch, we've got tabled for May, Uh, North American launch for March 20th. Uh, We'll be able to take CAD and USD in all of North America. Uh, When we go into Europe, we're actually going to do a language conversion and a payment conversion. Mm. Uh, When we built the app, we actually set it up so that VOG could basically pluck a piece of code and put a new piece of code in, and then we'll actually convert the app into the new language and it allows us then to just send it out, have it reformatted into the language so we don't make any snafus or issues with mm-hmm. uh, terminologies or grammar and try to make it fit because German's pretty interesting. But uh, we're going to have uh, English, German, French, Italian to start, so we'll have four languages when we go into Europe. Payment systems, we're going to have Euro, uh, Euro, British pound, CHF, CAD, USD, and the Kronas. Uh, so we'll be able to sell in Denmark. We'll go up into Scandinavia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, That push will start in May. Uh, One Fluent has a marketing plan they're starting to put together for that. We're also going to be talking to a company in Munich uh, when we're there March 28th to look at helping develop like a local, kind of a localized plan on how to approach the European market differently because they are a little bit different than North Americans in their thinking. So we have to make sure we brand it correctly towards them. Mm -hmm. No, Interesting. And, you know,
0: it's it's ambitious. And I think that's a good thing, right? I mean, you you have to be ambitious, right? You can't you really can't play conservative. You're trying to, in a, in a very competitive sector, make it work, right? So, you know, you, you have these plans, 100,000 subscribers in a year. Do you want to run through? I mean, always that's going to require, you know, a great deal of visibility on carbon access parts. Can you run through, like, what are your marketing plans, you know, both here and in Europe? I mean, what's, what's your plans to get that visibility to get you to those 100,000
1: subscriber goal? Uh, so the biggest thing is the partnership with influencer marketing. Uh, we need a lot of marketing, a lot of social media influence, and a lot of uh, transparency. So being transparent and being efficient are two of our major goals. Um, when it comes to marketing, we want the correct partnerships with the correct people. So our first round of investors, were NHL players, we'll do some marketing through them. Uh, we're very, very selective with which influencers we want to hang our hat with. There's a few influencers that are very – very, uh, tied into environmentalism, uh, very good people. We're going to hang our hats with them. They are seeing anywhere between 25 and 30 million hits a week, Mm. uh, on their various social media platforms. One fluid hits about 110 million times a week on their various influencers. Mm. It's a giant program. Uh, we've signed up for the full package with them, full visibility, full video production side, lots of, uh, PR videos will be coming out kind of like the PR video we sent you a couple weeks ago, I believe those type of things are going to start coming out. We started preceding, uh, our marketing, the preceding is almost done. So starting March 15th, our big blast will come out. We'll start the up ramp and go that way. Uh, Europe, like I said, we need to meet with somebody on the ground who's done Europe launches before, uh, The company we're meeting for did launch a big app over there. Um, Not allowed to say who, but (laughs) they did launch a big app in Europe. They took them from 16,000 downloads to over 16 million in two years. So yeah, that's our big plan to push the app out.
0: Yeah. Just finding the right people to spread that message, right? No, absolutely. So I guess, you know, I think you've already touched on this, but you know, again, competitive space, you need to stand out. And like I said, you already touched on this, but I mean, what 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 are you doing that makes what, what makes your idea sticky, right? What's going to make people you know come to Carbon X and then stay with Carbon X? Why why do you think people are going to choose you over the competitors?
1: Uh, just the feeling and the, the the updates are the biggest thing. Is we're transparent as transparent gets. Uh, every project we go into, we make sure it's correct, top to bottom, before we invest a penny, uh, before we agree to anything. And the actual, we want people to be engaged. So when you download an app, it's not just downloading an app and you're done and you pay monthly. It's you download an app and you pick tree planting and six months from now, you're getting media every two weeks showing you where we planted, how we planted, who we planted with. So we keep you engaged. And the second part is uh, if you're planting trees and you decide, well, I want to help clean the air, you can switch your project halfway through and gives half of your support to that other project and get a new badge and move your badge forward. Uh, it's a lot about the shareable shareability part, the transparency and uh, just making sure we keep people engaged with media and with updates and with content of uh, just positivity. We, we don't want to be fear mongers. A lot of carbon, there's a ton of fear mongering. We don't want to have the fear monger because just being scared doesn't do anything. Uh, we want to give people the power to drive change, you know, stand up and be counted, uh, believe in better. Yeah. Yeah, you,
0: have, you have to believe you can actually do something, right? That, that, that cynical kind of negativity. No, I think that's, that's a fair point. And I mean, again, I, I think it's really neat that you, you are really staying to where the puck is going in terms of, you know, that, that social media connectivity and social media interactions. It's, it's, a, it's a clever idea. Why don't you, so yeah, like I say, it's a two-pronged thing, carbon credit, subscription service. I mean, what, so how much of your, how much of your business model, you know, in 2023 is going to be each of those versus five years from now? How does, how does this evolve?
1: Yeah. So like right now, our first probably two years, we're going to be running at about 75% of sales through the app and 25% will be project-based. Um, the reason being is it takes time to build these projects. So you can't just go out and stick a tree in the ground and we're making credits. Uh, you have to invest a lot of time, a lot of feasibility, uh, do your action plans, do your retainment studies. Uh, so it takes three, four years before you start actually really generating meaningful revenue and making meaningful change. So that's where the first three years, it'll be mostly the app. Uh, once the app is up and running, we have enough subscribers be about 75 25 and then it's going to start to convert over in 2025 to where our projects are going to drive quite a bit of revenue where it should be about a 5050 split from 2025 on uh, and then if the app does have a little bit of a bubble we've still got a ton of support through the environmental side with our projects mm-hmm.
0: And so what what do you think you know, your peers in the carbon credit, credit sector what's what 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 valuations you know, what's what's a multiple that they typically get valued at?
1: Uh, seven to eight X is usually what it looks like. The comp- one big company I looked at this weekend, uh, they were trading at like a 7.4 P. Uh, so yeah, about seven to eight X. There are a few that came out that were, uh, extremely rich, but that was right at the very, very start, right? Coming out of COVID, um, mm-hmm. uh, couple companies went public and the valuations were, you know, 45 times, 60 times. And it, it was a bit nuts, but it was sort of the same thing that happened in cannabis. The first mm-hmm. bunch of guys that came out in cannabis, they had that like huge just massive uh, valuations and massive 20, 30, 40, 50 times. And then it kind of leveled out and it's sort of the same thing right now. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's I mean what's the end goal here? Is this something that you're going to hang your hat on for, you know, the foreseeable future or are you angling for a buyout or you know what's 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 the end goal here for you?
1: Uh, the biggest thing with us is we want to grow it. So we want to go global. We want to try and get it everywhere we can. Uh, we have a great team of support staff people. I believe we can run it ourselves for five to seven years fairly su- successfully. I do see a point where I'm either going to have to bring in a partner that can help us with the uh, the global side of it and getting as big as we're looking at getting. I- I've grown a business to 100 million a year. I've never grown a business above 100 million a year. So having the right advisor boards or bringing in the right people that can help us, uh, that is key. If it is a buyout, I don't know if it's a buyout or if it's a merger partnership type of agreement. Um, But yeah, we will need help once we get to, well, once we get bigger. I know we're going to need help and I'm fine with that. I I kind of enjoy having help and being able to learn from other people that have done things better or different than I have. So I kind of am looking forward to bringing someone in that, can help us go to the next level and jump it way really up here in a few years. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, no, I like it. And so, you know, this is one that maybe is a bit more important because you are just at such a nascent stage, right? You're, you're just, just nicely getting moving. Can you give us a blow by blow? I mean, you know, let's say if the next two years, you know, what 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 do investors or, you know, potential investors or people watching your company, what, what are some catalysts that you think are going to be transformative or, or in, possible inflection points for you guys?
1: Yeah, so the biggest things for the next few years, uh, the app launch is going to come out and data collection and app merge. So we're going to get the app out, march, collect as much data as we can, see what the people want, what projects are picking, and kind of fine-tune ourselves so that we can be very uh, responsive to what the people are picking. Uh, the second part for that is get our TSX I- IPO done. So we'll be on the TSX V by Q2. Frankfurt Secondary, start rolling that out with CM Equity. Uh, and then do the app European launch. So the European app launch is going to be a major hook. It's going to be a major part of our catalyst to profitability. If the app launch in Europe goes as good as what's happening now with our app in North America, like the app's not fully out yet. Uh We launched a web app as a soft launch just to get it out there and kind of fine tune our data, fine tune our dashboards. <laughs> it's went really well with no marketing, which is kind of surprising that's kind of what we need to do over there. Um, those are the main big catalysts. The second part of the catalyst is proper project expansion and more projects in the pipeline. Uh, we need to bring in more people in the pipeline side for projects, uh, get some Indigenous representation in Northern Canada, which we're working on a great deal there, uh, and tie it all together into a nice tidy package. Have a Good app launch, get public so people are liquid, have the proper promotions and makers, and then move forward with the part with projects to make yourself completely stable no matter what happens.
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, again, you know, those of, you know, people listening here are interested. I mean, you're on the ground floor, right? One of the biggest things you can do is get there first, right? Once it's popular, it's too late, right? So I mean, you're you're, yeah. you're you're just nicely getting started, right? Maybe this is a question that I could have asked earlier, but I can't. You know, it came to mind now. I mean, based on the numbers, you say you're going to be cash flow positive. You know, if if this if the if the subscription rollout works really well, you'll be cash flow positive in, in short order. Here, I guess you know, based on you you sound like you have a, an aggressive expansion strategy. Are you going to be able to self fund that, or are you going to be coming to the market for financings over the next couple of years?
1: Uh, the only financing we're going to do is just to satisfy the TSX IPO. Uh, our friends and family rounds are done. So Research Capital is going to lead our IPO just to satisfy the asset need. Uh, we'll be very close after these two rounds are, are finished. We should be within a few million dollars. Uh, I think we're going to do one more round and that's all. And then we'll be self-financing. Uh, we shouldn't need any more. The cool part is we're, we're debt-free. Uh, SES is paid for. Uh, the app is completely paid for. The marketing agreement has an ongoing uh, subscription retainer, and it's paid for for the next two years. So when it comes to expansion sides, uh, we should be okay. I, th- I think we'll be okay, and especially once we're cash flow positive, we'll be very okay. Uh, we ran a very tight ship to now. We haven't burnt cash. We raised $1.2 million. Out of that one point two, we only burned 240000 total on wages and office space and that kind of thing. Uh, Very tight ship. We ran properly. And once we start making money, then we'll be able to return ourselves. But yeah, that's the big thing. Run tight, run hard and look after your investors and your investors look after you. Mm -hmm.
0: No, well said. I like that. No, yeah, you're hitting a couple of points that when I look at your company, it's the same reasons that it draws my eyes to it. So I guess, I mean, we're kind of nearing the end to your chat. Is there anything I missed that you want to talk about?
1: Ah, uh, not really. I just basically wanted to say, like, you know, we, we all want to work together to do better. Everybody wants to step forward. and Some people don't have a voice or don't know how, and we can help with that. Uh, industry, if you have a PR problem, we can help with that. If you have a carbon problem, we can help with that. And that's what we're all about. We don't just need to make sales. We just want to help people make some positive leaps, believe in better, and just create a future worth fighting for. That's what we're all up for.
0: No, well said. It, it's definitely a nice touch when you can invest in things that you know you believe in and, and help make the world better, right? So it's it's nice to have those opportunities. Sometimes investing can be pretty heartless, right? So I appreciate that there's companies like you're out there fighting the good fight, right? Uh no, thank you, Chad. I, I for as for that's that's it from me. So thank you again, Chad. Thanks to our listeners. If you are interested in this story and you should take a look, it's carbonx.com it's carbon with a k dash x.com if i got that right chad right yeah <laughs> you bet you. <laughs> and uh and as always you can find me junior resource investing spotify youtube and elsewhere chad i appreciate your time thank you
1: yeah thank you very much all right have a good day you too